turns graves into gardens. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who cares. Come on, you turn graves into gardens. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only one who cares. You're the only one. You're the only one. You're the only one. You're the only one who cares. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The only one who can. Come on, he's the only one who can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless your name today, Jesus. Ooh. Yeah. Aren't you glad he turns mourning into dancing? Ooh. Yes, he does. You turn mourning to dancing. To God, you turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. You turn seas into highways. You're the only. You're the only one who cares. You turn graves into gardens. You turn graves into gardens. You turn bones into armies. Father, we thank you today. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad he rescued you out of a pit? Come on. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Sorry, guys. Here we go. Hallelujah 
open is a melody I raise a hallelujah Heaven comes and fights for me You're gonna hear my praises roar Up from the ashes, oh, will arise Death is defeated, the King is alive Oh, yeah I raise a hallelujah With everything on the inside Storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my 
today. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. You've given us a song to sing in the middle of our storms, problems, issues. God, you've given us a song to sing. We thank you for it this morning, Lord. And we just say today, greater you. Can you say that today? Say greater you. Aren't you glad he's great? Hallelujah. We bless your name this morning, Father. We thank you for joy today. We thank you for peace and love, a sound mind today. Father, we thank you for giving our focus back. Clarity's coming. We worship you this morning. Life, you are love. You bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is Will shout your praise, our hearts will cry the 
stop working never stop never stop working even when i don't see it you're working and even when i don't feel it you're working never stop never stop working come on say it with this even when i don't even when i don't see it you're working even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop stop working you never stop you never stop working when even when i don't see it's your work even when i don't even when i don't feel it it's your work you never stop you never stop never stop never stop you never stop working even when i can't see it you're working even when i can't feel it you never stop Never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And even when I can't feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop working. Aren't you glad today? Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Thank Him for His faithfulness. Amen. You can give your neighbor a high five and or a hug, and you can be seated for a moment. And now this will be on the screen here in just a moment. Well, good morning, Gathering Place family. We're so glad to have you a part of our service, whether you're here physically or you're joining us online. Welcome. We believe God's going to touch you today, heal your body, set you free. Amen. It's just going to be a fun day in the presence of the Lord. Amen. So we're just so glad you're here. If this is the first time you've ever come to the gathering place, you visited, or the first time in a long time, we would like to give you a little brochure about our church. It looks like this. It has our logo on it and and, uh, just information in here about how to connect with us and what groups we offer and how to get involved. And it's at our information desk that's at the Orange Wall. And we'd love to give you a uh, brochure before you leave today and hug your neck, meet you, and get to know you better. 
you're watching online, you can also connect with us uh, there. There's a link there or hit a, a claim a gift on our website. We'd love to connect with you as well. Thank you so much for being here, watching online today. i got a few announcements that I'd like to share with you. Of course, as you know, we've been having our gather groups, our groups that are intentional about fellowship and lifting each other up, encouraging each other. This is the, 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 the time where the church has to be intentional about family and about relationships. Connectedness is so important right now. And so we offer these groups right now virtually. Once we go uh, move forward and hopefully into next year, we're going to meet, start meeting together uh, at restaurants and different places and different homes. And But right now we're meeting virtually. And so we have our ladies group, men's group, and our young adult group. And they all meet during the week at 6.30. Go to our website, tgp.church forward slash groups. All of the information is there. We meet on Zoom. We meet in the uh, family page. We meet also uh, in the women's page. And so, so there's different ways of connecting with us. It's not all on Zoom. And so, the, so we, so we want to invite you. If you haven't been a part, we want to invite you to be a part. It's a great time of, of, of connection. It's a great time of building relationships and really getting connected into the body. So we hope you can join us with that. I want to invite you to join me. Very, very special uh, week of prayer and ministry, August the 16th through the 23rd, right here at the Gathering Place. It's going to be a time of prayer, worship, ministry. We're going to see miracles take place. We're going to see sick bodies healed, financial miracles and breakthroughs. It's going to be a good time. Now, I need you, though, to meet me here. I need you to come and be a part of it. Now, if you are uh, a, a pastor or a leader that's watching, and you're watching the replay of this, we want to invite you and your church to join us. We have a special website for you. It's tgp.church forward slash pray. You and your team can watch, be involved, and enjoy the services with us. We're going to have 630 services every night, August 16th through the 23rd, right here at the Gathering Place. And then during the day, we're going to have noon prayer. And I know many of you are going to be at work, and so we're going to offer that at noontime for you right here on our page, tgp.church forward slash pray. And so we want you to be a part of it. We want you to start sending in your prayer request. If you have a prayer request, you can go to our website and uh, you can see uh, request prayer and we will receive your prayer request. We're going to put it on the altar and we're going to pray every single night over all of the prayer requests that we get. If you're here in the house today and you would have a prayer request, there's prayer uh, cards in the at the information table at our information desk in the communication box. Just pull it out. Put you what you're praying for, what you need to prayer for, put it back in the communication box, and we will put that also on the altar during glory nights. We believe that it's going to be a great time. Our nation needs prayer. Our community needs prayer, and we need prayer. And so we're going to open up our doors August 16th to the 23rd. We'll have masks here. We'll have hand sanitizer here. All of the precautions will be made so that you can come into a safe place and encounter and experience the power of God. So make plans to be here every single night, August 16th through the 23rd, for a powerful time. If you know somebody who needs a fresh touch of God in their body, in their life, in their family, bring them. I'm telling you, God is going to meet us that week. And I'm, and I'm excited about it. I just can't wait. I have so much expectation for what God is going to do. Let's get ready to give. You know, we are so thankful that each of us, all of us in this room and those that are watching, are able to sow something into the kingdom. You know, giving isn't about a church. It's not about uh, a man or a woman of God. You know what? It's about your heart. Giving is about your heart. And what the Bible says to give 
that a 10% of your increase, whatever that is. And so here at the gathering place, we believe giving, you can you can give, you, know, you can serve, and you can give financial contributions, you can pray. There's ways to give in all areas of your life. If you're somebody that says, you know, Pastor, I don't have a job. You know what? That's okay. You can give in other ways. And then those of you that can actually sow money, and we're so appreciative of that as well. So it's both and. We, we believe in both and. And so we want you at this time to, to uh, consider uh, giving. It's a form of worship. And so you, if you need an offering envelope, if you're in the house, Brother Scott will give you an offering envelope. Just raise your hand. I'm happy to give you one. And then when the music starts here in a moment, you're able to drop off your offering, and offering envelope in our black communication box, which is at our information desk at the orange wall. And so thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of you for being so faithful in giving and in serving. And we can't do this without you. And so we're so appreciative of that. Now, we're going to pray here in a moment. If you're watching online and would like to give, you can give at tgp.church forward slash give. Or the most easiest, simplest way is to text the word give to 936-261-8142. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much that we're able to sow into the kingdom. We thank you, Father, that, that you know every single person's need in this room and those that are watching. We ask you today, God, to bless Bless their socks off. Father, give them more than what they need. Give them the overflow, God. Not just abundant, but overflow. Father, we thank you that that we that poverty is not our portion, but that the, your richness, your, your abundance, your overflow is our portion. And we thank you for it, God. We thank you for those that are here. We thank you for those that are watching. We ask you to bless them 1,000 times more in Jesus' name. Amen. And I just want you to understand that I feel like God is calling us to a place where we need to make ourselves available for him, to hear his word. And, and everything that is in this song is really what our heart cry should be. So if you've not heard it before, I pray that it touches you because I feel like that's really where he's moving all of us right now. Oh 
less of me and more of you I just wanna see you
just say the word yes with me? Father, you can have us all, every part of us, God. And here I am, and here I am. You can have it all, you can have it all. Here I am, here I am. You can have it all, you can have it all. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We give you our yes again, Lord. You can have it all, Father. Jesus' name. Wasn't that a good song? That's a true worship song, amen? Hallelujah. We're so glad that you all are here today. Those that are watching online, welcome. We're so glad you're here as well. And uh, I've got a message that I want to share with you today from the Lord. I want to get the TV set up if we can. And um, I'm going to uh, have a, uh, some uh, points there. And thank you for your help, Jordan. And, um, and while we're preparing, we're going to go to the book of Mark and also Matthew, and we're going to look at a couple things there today. <clears throat> You're glad to be in the house? Amen. And those that are watching, if you would like to connect with us, you can text the word CONNECT to 409-230-0103. We'd love to send you a free gift in the mail. And uh, if you, this is your first time here, before you leave today, we'd love to hug your neck and sh- meet, your, meet you and shake your hand. And um, we have a, a brochure that we'd love to give you. And it uh, tells you a little bit about our church. And um, thank you, guys. Also, um, next Sunday, the 9th, we're going to have a bake sale here. And so we want to, uh, we want to, uh, I'm sorry, y'all trying to get my attention. I don't know what's going on. Okay, okay. I can't, if y'all say something, I can't hear because of these new monitors in my ears. <laughs> And so, um, anyway, so next Sunday is going to be a bake sale. We're going to be intentional about um, uh, kind of do fundraisers, a little bit of fundraisers and stuff around here for our Beaumont campus so that um, it's easier than it was for this church. Hallelujah. And so we'd love for you to participate. We're also going to have another some more fundraisers in the month um, to help with the um, cost of that. It's not a whole lot of cost, but we need just a little bit of money. If you're watching online, maybe you're not from here and like to sew, you can do that. You can go to tgp.org. Uh, tgp.church forward slash Beaumont. You can make a contribution there if you're watching online today. Amen. Aren't you excited about Beaumont? I just really feel like the hand of the Lord is on that. We've been talking about it for years, and uh, it's just time to do it. It's time to expand. It's time to launch. Amen. This is a year, even though uh, we're kind of locked down, shut down, this is still the year to expand. This is still the year to move forward. This is still the year to go forward. We're not stuck. Amen. And so... Um, we're, we're excited for what God is going to do and say, and, um, if we can push, hey Jeff, if you can push this back a little, I need to, I don't want to get lost in my notes. Hallelujah. It's 1115. If you're worried about the time we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to do good today. I've got my timer set. So we're not going to leave here at two. (laughs) Amen. Amen. All right. We'll take one out so I can at least. So I can at least hear some people. Okay. The other day I was at the um, I was at my house and 
praying. A few of us went to a, a, a conference called Grow, and um, we went there and we just listened and gained some insight about church and um, some cult, some uh, different things going on in the body. And when I got home that evening, the Lord dropped a phrase into my heart, and I, here it is, the problem with being out of focus, the problem with being out of focus, and and we're going to deal with this topic today, and I've got 40 slides, <laughs> and uh, so we're going to try to get into everything. If we can't get into everything today, I'll do it um, the next time I preach again, but today we're going to deal with the problem with being out of focus. We're going to start in Mark chapter number four, and I'm going to read um, this story um, twice, one out of Mark and one out of Matthew, and then we're going to look at another story. See, Jesus deals with uh, crisis. Jesus deals with issues and problems, and we're going to look how Jesus deals with this and what the response was. The problem with being out of focus, Mark chapter number four, in verse 35, and I'm going to read out of the uh, New Living Translation. It says, as evening, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let us cross to the other side of the lake. And so they took Jesus in the boat, and they started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. But soon a fierce storm came up, and um, high waves were beating into the boat. And it began to fill with water. And Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. And the disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we drown? Now, now here we see these here. Jesus says, Let's go to the this is where this is the assignment. Jesus tells his disciples, Hey guys, we need to, we need to go to the other side of the lake. Jesus was sleeping. Everybody say Jesus was asleep at the back of the boat. His head was on the cushion, and the disciples woke up screaming, hey, don't you care that we're fixing to drown? Now, before the storm came, let's put this into, into context. Before the storm came, there were a lot of things happening in this moment, and I like to call this a faith moment. These were miracle moments that were taking place. This moment, Jesus was teaching parables, stories, and and. Um, a massive folks were there and the disciples were there watching Jesus and uh, people were healed, set free, delivered. And it was a faith moment. And uh, uh, notice though, Jesus was with his disciples. And I want to take a moment and, and I want to list for you um, what happened during this moment. And what happened was Jesus heals a man with leprosy. A Roman officer comes to Jesus, and because of the officer's faith, his servant is healed. Now, let's talk, let's talk about that for a moment, because this is a Roman officer. He comes to Jesus, and his servant is the one sick. And the Bible says that his servant is in intense pain, and the servant can't work for the officer because of the level of pain. And so the, the servant doesn't come, but the officer comes and comes to Jesus, and Jesus says, Go back home because because you believed it has already happened. So so sometimes you got to have faith for yourself, and sometimes you got to have faith for somebody else. So that's why it's called spiritual family. Amen. And so Jesus goes to Peter's um, Jesus goes to Peter's mother in law's home. She's in bed with a high fever. Jesus touches her hand, and she is instantly. My Bible said healed instantly just by the touch 
of Jesus. And then at the very end of this, Jesus casts out demons out of a whole bunch of people. And my Bible says everybody in that moment got healed. There was not one that got left out. Jesus never leaves anybody out. Amen. Jesus doesn't play favorites. Hallelujah. Everybody gets touched and gets healed. Sorry, I had these handouts. You can get them at the end of the church today. Sorry about that. If you can, yeah, if you can, you can. I, I just, this is going to be important, and I should have remembered. But listen, while Jacob is doing that, I want to go back here and under and, and make a point here is that Jesus healed everybody. The disciples are here with Jesus. They're watching Jesus. They're hanging out with the creator. They're hanging out with the reformer. They're hanging out with the prophet. They're hanging out with the Messiah. They're watching Jesus and their faith at this point should be getting built. Amen. Their faith should be getting built. These folks are, are getting healed, delivered, set free, and um, the disciples are there. And now, now moving forward, we see where Jesus suddenly realizes, you know what, guys? I just laid hands on everybody. I just touched people. I, I just spent a whole lot of time. I'm ready to go. And so Jesus tells his disciples, hey, Let's get in the boat. Let's go. Let's go to the other side. Now, I want to go to Matthew chapter number 8. Matthew chapter number 8, verse 23 through 27. And um, it says this. Then Jesus, now this is another, um, uh, same, same, tra- same story, different uh, translations. Then Jesus got into the boat and started, started across the lake with his disciples. And suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with the waves breaking into the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. And the disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, why are you afraid you have so little faith? And then he got up, Jesus got up, rebuked the wind and the waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. And in verse 27, the disciples were amazed. Who is this man that even the winds and the waves obey him. Let's take a look at this. Same thing. Disciples went and woke Jesus up. Lord, we're going to drown. And Jesus said, why are you afraid? You have so little faith. They just had a faith moment. They just saw miracles take place. They just saw healings take place. They just saw all this great stuff. And they're having a faith moment, a faith issue. Where's their faith? Why are you, why is this fierce storm making you afraid? Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. You ready? All right. All right. We're looking from the disciples' perspective, okay? This storm, it was different. It wasn't like these guys are commercial fishermen. This is what they do for a living. This is how they, this is their life. Fishing is their life. But this storm was different. They had never experienced this type of storm before. It was intense because of the intensity of this storm. Their boat was starting to take on water. Number three, they were stuck. The boat would not move forward due to the massive waves. And some scholars say they were stuck in the middle of the lake for about six to eight hours before they woke up Jesus. 
So here they are, and they're rowing, and they're trying to get to the, to trying to move forward, trying to do what God told them to do, trying to move forward, trying to complete the assignment Jesus gave to them, but they're stuck because of a storm that they've never experienced before, they've never felt the intensity before, and it caused them to stuck, be stuck. Are you tracking with me today? Sounds like where we are in America. The problem with being out of focus. The disciples had a problem, and their number one problem was what? Say it. Fear was their problem. Fear had overwhelmed them. Fear. They were, some translations say that they were terrified. What is fear? It's an emotional response induced by a perceived threat that causes a change in brain and organ function as well as in behavior, as well as in behavior. They started to panic. Fear produces panic. Fear produces anxiety, worry. Fear will cause you to freak out. (laughs) Fear, fear, fear. This storm, this crisis, this problem, this thing the disciples have never experienced before, strikes this lake. It wasn't even an ocean. It was a lake, and they became fearful. They probably did everything that they could to not bother Jesus. By the time they went to Jesus, they were terrified. They were afraid. The disciples, these guys, they knew they knew Jesus. They hung out with him. They were with him. They saw his miracles. They experienced breakthroughs. They were living in revival, hallelujah, but had lost their focus in the middle of this lake with Jesus and couldn't function because fear gripped them. They couldn't move forward anymore because the waves, because the situation was crashing around their, all around them in their boat, and they didn't know how to move forward. They feared for their life. They feared they were losing control, losing their stability, losing their livelihood, and ultimately they were afraid of losing their life. And Jesus gave them their focus, and he said, hey, we're going to go forward. We're going to go to the other side of the lake. But because they were paralyzed with fear, they couldn't see forward because of what was going on around them. When you lose focus, ladies and gentlemen, when you lose focus, the first thing that you lose is your sight. The disciples lost their sight. The disciples couldn't move forward, couldn't see forward. You lose your motivation. You you lose your movement. You stall out, and you only can see what's going on around you, and you can't see past that. If we, if we look at through the filter of of what's going on in America today. A lot of people can't see past racism. A lot of people can't see past COVID. A lot of people can't see past the election. And there's more things going on right now than just those those areas. There's things happening in the spiritual realm that none of us can see, that none of us know about, and God is doing something. There's a stirring, there's there's a there's a there's a, a fresh wind blowing, but we got to be focused on what God is doing and what's not what what's not happening or happening around us. And so here's the disciples, the waves, the rain, the wind caused them to lose their focus. The storm around them became their primary focus. 
What was going on around them became their focus. They allowed the noise, the thunder, the lightning, the wind, and the rain around them to become louder than the voice of Jesus in their boat. And so we want to ask you a question today. Is the, is the world's voice louder than God's voice in your life? Is the world's voice louder than God's voice in your life? Is the noise of the storm greater than the voice of peace in your life? It, I love that. Is the noise of the storm greater than the voice of peace in your life? You got to figure out what's driving you. What's making you move? move? Go forward, go backwards, or stall. What noise are you listening to? Whose voice are you listening to? Let's look at the second storm. Matthew chapter 14, and I think it's in the handout I gave you. Matthew chapter 14. It talks about another storm. So let's go there if, you have, if you're in your Bible, if you're looking on the, on the handout. Here we see in Matthew 14, Jesus, um, just before this, Jesus does a crazy miracle. What does he do? Anybody know? What else does he do before that? What does he do before? He did, in, this, in, this, in this story, Jesus feeds 5,000, okay? And here we see in Matthew 14, let's look at it, and, and Jesus immediately said to them, take courage. So he's already saying, hey, guys, have some faith. Have courage. It is I, don't be afraid. Talking to Peter, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. So here we are talking to Peter, hey, Take courage, it's me, don't be afraid. Well, let me go back one. Let's look at verse 22. It's not going to be on here, I'm sorry. Verse 22 says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat. After he fed the 5,000, they got into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. And later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance. So Jesus went up to a mountain and prayed by himself. And he sent the, the disciples away, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Now, this is a windstorm. This storm is different than the other storm, okay? This is a windstorm. Verse 25, and shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. And when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were what? Terrified. They were what? Fearful. And they said, it's a ghost. And cried out in fear in verse 27. But Jesus says to them, Take courage. It's me. Don't be afraid. And Peter says, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come walk on the water. If it's you, come tell me to come out on the water if it's really you. Verse 29, Jesus says, come. And Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him and says, what again? You of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Same thing, same thing, same thing, okay? And so what happened? Peter saw the, the, the problem. He saw the wind. He, he what? He lost focus. He saw the wind, became afraid, cried out, save me. Well, of course Jesus is going to save you, right? Of course. And Jesus reached out his hand, caught him, and said, man, you have little faith. You just saw me, 
Okay, I bet Jesus is feeling some type of way. You just saw me. I fed 5,000 people, okay, I, I just, with, with five loaves of bread and two fish, okay? I just fed them, five, and you still have little faith? You've been in church for 30 years, and you still have little faith? You've heard, you've been to faith conventions and faith this and faith that, and you still have little faith? Why? Why do we do that? Why do we mess up? Why do we doubt? Because we look at the wind, because we look at the storm around us, because we're always looking at everything else around us instead of looking forward. And that's where America is today. Looking around everything around us instead of looking at the, 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 the father and saying, you know what? I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to trust Trump. I'm not going to trust all these other guys. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to, he, I'm going to sit and I'm going to just relax because you know what? God is still in control, still in control. I don't care what's going on around me. God is in control, in control. He is our deliverer. He is our Messiah. He is our focus. He's our focus. I'm going to trust him. Peter saw the wind, became afraid, started to sink. Lord, save me. And of course, our Savior saves him. Of course. What can we pull out of this story? We see it so clearly here. Peter, in in my opinion, Peter had a little attitude. Kind of had a little attitude. He said, "If it's you, tell me to come." And so, don't, 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 don't tempt Jesus. You know, Jesus is going to say, "You know, come, 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 Peter, come, come on the water. It's me. Come." So Peter steps out, and he gets distracted. The problem with being out of focus is that when we're not focused, everything in our life becomes out of focus. 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 There's Peter. There's Jesus. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? I did a pretty good PowerPoint this time. I was pretty, I was pretty excited. And Jesus says, why did you doubt? But there he is. Here I am, Peter. I'm still with you. I haven't left you. I'm still here. But look at that face. I'm sinking. Why did you doubt? I want to encourage you to have faith. I want to encourage you to stay focused. And if you're not focused, before we leave, we're going to get focused. I'll say I'm going to get focused. Yes, you are. Amen. So the problem with being out of focus is that everything in your life becomes out of focus. Your job, your business, your family, your spiritual life, all of that becomes out of focus in your life. The problem with being out of focus is that you can't see clearly. What is, what do we, what is the, number two, the number one denominator here is that these guys, the disciples and Peter, could not see. They couldn't see. As soon as they dropped their head, they could no longer see what they were focused on. Jesus says, Peter, come hang out with me on the water, steps out on faith. The supernatural takes over, and then he gets afraid and forgets who invited him. If he would have just looked up, locked his focus on Jesus, he would have been just fine. 
when you lose focus, your perception becomes foggy and your vision becomes blurred and you don't see things clearly. We've got to ask ourselves some questions. You may want to write these down. What am I focused on? Am I focused on positive stuff or negative stuff? Am I leading my life? Am I leading my family? Am I leading my business with godly vision or is my vision out of focus? What am I focused on? Am I focused on the positive or the negative? And am I leading my life, my family, my business with godly vision or is my vision blurred? Our problem today for most is that our vision is out of focus. Is out of focus. What are we focused on? Are we focused on life or death, blessing, curses, abundance, overflow or lack? Is what I'm focused on today, is it pushing me forward, holding me back, or worse of all, causing me to stall out and to become complacent and lazy? Is what I'm focused on today pushing me forward, holding me back, or worse of all, causing me to stall out and to become complacent and lazy? What are you focused on? What are you focused on? What are you focused on? I don't want to be, I don't want to be complacent and lazy, and, and I don't want to stall out, and God knows I don't want to be holding back. I need to be moving forward. In the middle of in the middle of all the mess, we got to be moving forward. Take a picture of that or write that down. What is what I'm focused on today? Pushing me forward, holding me back, or worst of all, causing me to stall out and to become complacent and lazy. The next thing, the problem with being out of focus is that you become critical and cynical. You become critical and cynical because when you were focused, everything was all right. When you were focused, you loved everybody. When you were focused on Jesus, on the Father, on the good things of life, your life was just fine. But all of a sudden, you become blurred, things become blurry, and you get critical of people, cynical. You start making fun of people. A few things. The problem with being out of focus as no one can live up to your great expectations. No one can live up to your great expectations. Second thing is, everything that anyone ever does causes you to roll your eyes. Well, there she goes again. Oh, he's saying that again. Talking about faith again. Are you really, Pastor John? You just talked about that last month. Again? You're talking about fear again? Ugh. You're talking about revival again? Ugh. Out of focus. We got to sing that song again. I'm just so sick of singing. Nothing is impossible. Well, that's a word. That's a declaration. That's a prophetic word. So you roll your eyes. We're talking about we're, we're talking about coming into focus. Amen. You think you have all the answers and no one can tell you anything. Well, I've you know, I've done that before. And, Okay, okay, you have all the answers. 
your relationships relationships become out of focus. All of a sudden, your friendships, no, you don't, you're not calling nobody, ain't nobody calling you, and you're just isolated because you're out of focus. We're built, all of us were built to have relationships. We're all built to love each other, love somebody. Uh, when when, when uh, Jesus created Adam and Eve, uh, he built the helpmate so that Adam wouldn't be a lonely. It, we're, we're made to work together. And so if you're having trouble with your relationships, you might want to check your focus. You might want to check your focus. It's not on here, but I'll say this anyway. Uh, you become moody. And you really don't want to have to deal with anybody when you're out of focus. You snap. Everything's, well, I told you not to do that. You just, you just, you're not yourself. You with me? You're not yourself. When you're out of focus, you're not yourself. You're normally, you're just happy-go-lucky, and, and, and all of a sudden, now you're just critical, cynical, mad. <laughs> have you been there the last couple months? Because I sure have been there a few times. Can we be human? Can we take the mask off today and say, yeah, pastor, yeah, you're, that's me. <laughs> Come on, can you be human for a minute and just think? Yeah, I've rolled my eyes a few times. Yeah, I've. I want folks to live in my great expectations. And, yep, I knew the answers. Yep, sure did. And, yeah, some of my relationships suffered because of it. But not, 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 not doing that again. Amen? Matthew chapter 8. Here's what I want to focus on, Matthew 8. So so, so this is kind of a slap you in a mo- for a moment, and I'm going to give you a redemptive purpose here, okay? I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. The problem being out of focus. Problem being out of focus. What should I focus on? I'm so glad you asked. What should I focus on? Here we go. Matthew 8, verses 18 through 22, NIV. It says, And when Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross the other side of the lake. And then a teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus replied, Well, foxes have dens and birds have nests. The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Now, let's just talk, stop and talk, talk about that for a minute. The foxes have dens, the birds got a nest, but I got nowhere to stay. I got nowhere to, to, to rest. I don't want our church to have all the programs and everything that we think we need, but we don't have a place for the Son of, for, for, for God to come and rest. Amen. I want him to lay his head up in here. Hallelujah. Then verse 21, another disciple said to him, Lord, first, let me go bury my father. And Jesus said, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. The New Living Translation, I think, says, let the spiritual dead bury their own dead. Let the spiritual, those that are dead spiritually, bury their own dead. So how do we do this? How do we, how do we focus? How do we refocus? Jesus said, here's the key. Follow me. Follow me. Well, pastor, it's not a big revelation. Nope. But that's it. Follow me. Follow me. Forget about all the other stuff and come and go with me. Follow me. Proverbs 4, you may want to write this down. I, forget, I didn't put it in your notes and I'm sorry. Proverbs chapter number 4. The problem of being out of focus. Proverbs, Proverbs 4.25, Passion Translation 
says, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignoring life's distractions. Let's just, let's just look at this. Set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignoring life's distractions. Let me say something. You know, it's hard to ignore what's going on around you. It's hard because you know what? We're all facing different things. We all have different problems. Things things are just going on. And it's, not, it's hard. But you know what? We got to give it to the Lord. Say, you know what? I can't fix it. I can't control it. I can't do anything about it. So I give it to you and I trust you that you're going to do it. You're going to move. You're going to work. You're going to make everything work together for my good. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to learn that not everything that I fight is my battle. Not everything is my battle. You can't change your husband. You can't change your wife. You can't change your work associate. You can't change it. Holy Spirit is the only person that can change somebody. And I don't care how long you preach to somebody and how many times you quote scripture to somebody, they're rolling their eyes anyway because they're not focused on that. Are you listening? You're not focused on your, on your, on your prophetic words. And they're not focused on that. They just want someone to say, you know what? I love you. I see, I see, I see past your, 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 um, your mask and how you're acting. Uh, and I see who God has called you, who God's created you to be. And what you are right now isn't really what you're supposed to be. But I see the real person on the inside of you. And I'm, I'm going to call that out. I'm going to quit calling you. I'm going to quit talking bad on you. I'm going to quit calling you different names. I'm going to call you a child of God, a son of God, a daughter of God. And I'm going to pull out the created value on the inside of you. See, because God doesn't see us as sinners or as people who've messed up. or He sees us as his perfection. He sees us as folks who, who, who were, were, were in bondage to sin and needed a savior and he rescued us and he is our focus. Not a beer bottle, not a wine, not, not, not food, not a video game. None of that matters. He is our focus. So he says, set your gaze on the path before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignoring life's distractions. Hebrews 12 and 2, write it down, Passion Translation. We look away from the natural realm. This is, a, this is a word right here. We look away from the natural realm and we what? Fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Man, that's good. Can we look at that again? This is, this is how we're going to do it, guys. How are we going to get refocused? We're going to look away from the natural realm. We're going to turn the TV off. <laughs> Amen. If it's making you out of focus, that's your enemy. If social media is getting you out of focus, that's your enemy. So we're going to look away from the natural realm and we're going to fasten our gaze onto Jesus who has birthed faith within us and who leads us forward. 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 Hallelujah. Forward. Not stalled out, not stuck, not backwards, 
but he leads us forward into faith's perfection. Man. Hallelujah. Jesus. I love that scripture. I'm going to put it on everything. Because this is so true. If, if everybody would quit looking at everything and forming an opinion and nobody cares. Nobody cares, okay? okay our focus is, what's, what does God say? What, what's, what's going on? Have I hit my knees? Have I pray? Before I say my opinion, what is, what's God's opinion? What does the word say about this? But we're so quick and we're so, so we're going to look away from the natural realm. We're going to fasten our gaze unto Jesus. This is what the Lord told me the other day. We must not allow the irritations of this present day to infect our hearts. We must not allow the irritations of this present day to infect our hearts. And a lot of us are not focused because our hearts are infected. Our hearts are infected. Because we've, we've, we've been fighting this battle naturally. And God wants to fight it for you in this supernatural realm. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my spirit. I want to, God says, I want to fight your battles. I want to, I want to, if you're fighting them, you're not giving him an opportunity to do anything. So we can't allow the irritations of this present day to infect our hearts. A problem with being out of focus. Here's how we focus. I said it earlier with fixed purpose. We look away. From the natural realm. You can write these down in your notes. They're on the bottom of your handout. Number two, we fasten. We set our gaze onto Jesus. Three, we ignore life's distractions. We follow Christ as he leads us forward. That's that's how we're going to move forward. Pastor, how are we going to get out of COVID? How are we, how are we gonna how are we gonna get through this racial issues and and the election, and all this, this difference, and who else, and who knows what else is going to pop up? Amen. Who knows? This is how we're going to do it. We're going to stay, we're going to have fixed purpose. We're going to, we're going to have vision. Bible says in Proverbs, without vision, people what? Cast off restraint. They perish. And some, some translations say, without prophetic vision. Without prophetic vision, people perish. This is prophetic, guys. This is prophetic. I'm giving you vision today. I'm giving you vision. This is how we refocus. What are we going to focus on? We're going to focus on the goodness of God. We're going to focus on what God is doing. We're not going to focus on what somebody did to us or so what somebody didn't do or if they didn't, you know, say hello or hug you. No, no, no. That's how the enemy, the enemy divides vision. He divides your vision and he wants you off focus and he wants you to be fighting each other and that's what he wants. He wants you to have a divided vision. But with fixed purpose, we look away from the natural realm. We're going to set our gaze, fasten onto Jesus. We're going to ignore all the crazy stuff and we're going to follow Christ as Christ leads us 
We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I want you to stand. I did it. And you know what? This you may say, Pastor. This is this is this has been this this is a, this has been a word for me. This has been a word for me because you know it's easy for you know I'm thinking about everybody in the church and I'm thinking about if there's is there more I could be doing? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And the Lord just says, look away from the natural realm. Yeah, I love everybody. Yeah, I do my best to to stay connected. And sometimes I'm not the best person. It's hard for me to stay connected. But but that's why that's why the Lord that's why we have each other. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. I want to share a story with you. Do you receive this today? We're gonna have. We're going to have clarity like we never had before, guys. I was um, watching a, a service the other day, and one of my favorite preachers were preaching. I was like, oh, let me watch. I haven't heard him in a long, long time. And um, Bishop uh, Garlington, Joseph Garlington, he's real big with Promise Keepers. You may have heard of him. Anyway, he shared a story, and, and, and it just... I was, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and he shared this story, and I was crying, and like, oh, my God. Anytime Garlington Bishop speaks, he always has something that's going to get you. And he got me that night, and and, um, and I'm going to share this with you. I got I got it written down here because I want to make sure I cover all my points here. <clears throat> here we go. Mark DuPont, he's a prophetic minister. And uh, Mark was at a church service, and um, as he was preaching, um, he felt like he heard 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 a word from the Lord. He felt like the Lord spoke to him, and uh, and the word was, "Mark, tell the church that it's time to elevate our hearts above our heads." And the word continued to say, "And if we don't, if you don't do that, the baby that is about to be born will be in trouble." And Mark was like, okay. And and Mark was just, Mark was like, okay, well, you know, um, I guess we'll ask the Lord about it later. Well, the next morning he woke up and was praying and his phone rang. And it was the pastor of the church that he was preaching at. And he said, hey, Mark, uh, my daughter is at the hospital and she's having trouble giving birth and the delivery is very complicated. I'm going to go to the hospital to pray. Would you come with me? And Mark said, yes, I'll come with you. Mark said, yeah, I'll come with you. And so they go and they get there and all kinds of doctors and bunch of machines and there's cords everywhere and there there lays this woman great with child and and the doctor runs in and says hey we need you he says he said he tells the lady he says he says your baby's in trouble your baby's in trouble and she said okay you know as a mom you'd be freaking out I'm sure I mean and he says he says, the only answer, this is the only answer that I have is, we got to elevate your heart above your head. 
everyone's kind of looking around like, elevate my heart. And she, the, the Joseph, she looks down. How am I gonna? How am I gonna do that? And the doctor says, "Get her out of bed! Get her out of bed! Get her out of bed!" And the lady gets to the floor, and they put her on the floor, and 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 she's on the ground. She goes, "Okay, what do I do next?" <laughs> the doctor said, "You got to put your head on the floor and elevate your heart over your head." And then Mark suddenly realized, oh, elevating our heart above our head is worship. It's worship. It's sacrificing my heart for what God's trying to birth. And so, we got to elevate our heart over our head. That's what God is saying. So, Father, today, here at the gathering place at 11.58 a.m. on August the 2nd, 2020, we elevate our heart. We elevate our hearts over our heads. And we say, Father, come. 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 Give us our focus. Give us our focus. Give us our focus back. Give us clarity. We don't want to go, we don't want to be freaking out. We don't want to be fearful, but we want to have faith. back to the heart of worship it's all about you it's all about you jesus i'm sorry lord for the thing i've made it when it's all about you it's all about you jesus and I'm coming back to the heart of worship when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. And I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Today, if you're here, Maybe you're watching, but if you're here in this moment, if you say, Pastor, I've been out of focus and I need God to focus me again, come join me right here. Come join me right here. I'm going to get back. My, I'm going to get my focus back today. Before I leave this church today, I'm going to get my focus back. Come on. I'm going to get my focus back. Oh, it's all about you. Come on, who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Song in itself. It's not what you have required. So all y'all been focused? All y'all been focused? Uh-uh. 
I ain't buying it. I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. Wait a minute. You're looking into my heart. When I'm coming back. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. And I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about it. I'm coming back. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you. It's all about you. Coming back. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you. It's all about you. Come on, let's say that together. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's all about you. It's all about you. Yes, it is. It's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. I'm coming back. And I'm coming back to the heart of worship. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made it. When it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. Well, if you're comfortable, just lift your hands today. Father, we thank you for focus. Well, we thank you for focus. Fresh focus today. Fresh focus today. It's all about you. It's all about you. I want to say it's all about you. Oh, it's all about you. It's all about you. We focus, Lord. We focus, Lord. We focus, Lord. It's all about you. It's all about you. Focus, Lord. It's all about you. It's 
all about you. It's all about you. Oh, it's all about you. It's all about you. It's all about you. Yes, it is. I'm coming back. Lord, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord. restoring your focus. My dear friend Sarah's here. Come here. I don't mean to embarrass you today, but I just feel like the Lord is here and He's going to refresh you today. Sometimes there's there's a moment where life happens and we all get there and we're, we get out of focus and, and we're just waiting for a moment. Well, today is your moment, ladies and gentlemen. So, Father, we speak today into Sarah's spirit and we declare breakthrough. We declare today's the Kairos moment. We declare today... That prophetic vision is being instilled into her today. We declare, God, that she is the head and not the tail. That, God, she is blessed, blessed, blessed. Father, we thank you for it today. We thank you for it today. Oh, it's all, it's all about you. It's all about you. On fresh vision, fresh vision, fresh vision, fresh vision, fresh vision. It's all about you. Fresh vision today. Fresh vision. Come on, I hear the Lord, the words autofocus. <laughs> it's all about fresh vision. Fresh vision. Fresh vision. Worship. It's all about you. 
Take a deep breath. Let him fill you again. Refresh you. Let him refresh you today. Father, we thank you today for clarity, for vision, for purpose. Those of you who felt like you've been wandering aimlessly with no purpose, the Lord has given you purpose today. Purpose. Purpose. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. It's all about you. Those that are watching, you can, if you have a prayer request, you can email me, connect at tgp.church. I'd love to pray with you today. Let's all stand together if you're already, if you're not standing. Father, I thank you for this morning and I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that it didn't fall on deaf ears, but it gained a root in their hearts not in their minds, but in their hearts. And Father, we thank you that we're focused, that we have purpose, and we have destiny because of you. Father, we thank you, Lord, that nobody leaves here today feeling left out, that nobody leaves here today feeling like they didn't get what they need, that God, you have supernaturally stepped in. You've created a Kairos moment today for us, God, and we choose to receive this word by faith today. And we move forward with you, Father. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I love you so much, guys. God bless you. We'll see you next Sunday, 1030. Hug your neighbor. Give somebody a high five. God bless you.